that's a notion that we we must understand. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. How you're treating this like a business, right? right. And it's this is something we speak about a lot. And it, a lot, a lot. This, this is a this topic has come up even more than once. It's come <laughs> up so many times. Like everybody that's successful shares this one notion. They might have different ways of achieving it, but absolutely and categorically, they do not treat real estate being a realtor like a job. They treat it like a business, like it's a company. Because right. it is. Because it is a fucking company, it's not right. a job. Like you're in business for yourself here. You know, you're a commissioned person. You know, it's about you eating what you kill. So let's walk down this road with you and, um, you know, because I mm-hmm. think this is a great point. So let's open up. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back, even how the whole creativity ties into the business is, I think the here's the the main thing I think we, you know, all of us, you know, in, I guess, especially for new agents is coming in. First of all, you're coming in, you know, you, there there are a lot of things you aren't told. Uh, I know for, for us in Florida specifically, uh, so you get your license where you have about 90 days for you to to get with a, a brokerage, to get with a, an association, and especially getting with an association, that's, that's going to cost money. So you're coming in spending money before you actually make money. That, that, that right there already tells you, well, uh, this is not a job because when I when I get a job, my uniform is provided for, my equipment, my tools, everything is provided for. Well, you're coming into this business. Well, it's a business. You're you're going to invest into your business first before you actually get any revenue. So that's that's a notion that we we must understand. And then from there, for that business to to just operate well, to be successful and even to scale is going to require more investment from me, whether that's investment of my time or investment or investment of my money to make more money. So it's, it's, and it's not, (laughs) that's, that's just the way it works there. And it's, and it's never going to change. So if I understand that coming in, then I already know I'm already going to come in with that mindset. Then I'm, I'm, I'm set up for, for success. But if I don't have that mindset and thinking, well, I get my license and, you know, deals are just going to come to me. You know, every one of my friends, they're going to you know, they're going to use me as their realtor um, or, you, you know, you're not going to have to pay for websites. You're going to have to pay for leads. You're not going to have to pay for different tools and systems that's going to help your business. Then <laughs> you're going to have a, a very rude awakening. That's that's a very good way of putting it. I remember when I first got first got started, seven hundred eighty dollars for board, 
three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for this, a hundred bucks for that, and it's like shit. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even made a sell yet. Right. Yeah. Right. It's all the you know. There's so much that goes into it. It's the, the, like the clear de- the clear delineation is with a job you get paid with real estate you got to pay out first. Like that yeah. couldn't be more crystal clear that like this isn't a job. But yet there's so many people that you know listen. They're probably listening to this. It's like you aren't treating this like a real business, which is why you're probably not where you want to be. We've we've unlocked so many amazing tactics strategies actionable like stuff on other episodes where it's like you can go out and find another listing find another 10 listings find another 10 buys you know build you know getting developers get into luxury get into pre-construction whatever you want but all of it all of it starts with treating this like a business right you can't build a good house on sand foundations it doesn't work because it'll just crumble and that's the problem. So if you're going to like, yeah, I just want to get another list in, like whatever, like, you know, fuck these guys talking about it's a, like, it's just a job. Like, I just want to get it done. Sure, you can walk away and think of it like that, but you're never going to be successful doing that. It's important that your mindset around this is like, I'm building something for for my future and potentially other people's futures, whether it's, you know, anyone in your family or friends or whatever you, you know, whatever it is for you specifically. but a lot of people aren't doing that. And I think that's why the failure rate is 84% a year, mm. which <laughs> is really sad because it's not through the lack of homes and it's definitely not through the inability to, you know, that people want to buy or sell. There is a lot out there, you know, or, you know, you obviously closed homes. Peter's closing homes. Like, you know, Peter first two weeks did like nearly $2 million in volume. It's not because it's not there. It's because you are not treating this like a business. And right. when, you know, Peter got into it, like he's run companies. And that's not to say like, oh, it's because he ran a company. But it's like the mindset was like, I've got to get leads coming in so I can close them. Step right. one is like, I have to have leads to close. So what do you do? Like go and generate leads. That's like yeah. step one. And then <laughs> like I'm along for all these rides and the ups and downs of like, how do you do this? How do you do this? One of the other things that people run into, and this is kind of adding on to it, is they overthink about it and it's analysis paralysis. So they're like, I don't know, how do you do an open house? I don't know how to do it. So I need to figure out how to do an open house before I can become a real estate agent or before I do this and that. I don't know how to do it. And it's like, they are just crazy. I, I did an open house before I knew how to do an open house. Like I had it scheduled <laughs> in the MLS. I rolled up to the open house and I was like, nice. oh shit, I forgot to print out all this other stuff. I had an <laughs> iPad. I said, sign in here. And then I was like, I probably should go figure out how to do an open house properly next time. Had over a hundred people maybe walk through, double ended the deal, sold the house in less than 48 nice. hours. Moved on to the next one, right? Imperfect action. That's all it took. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was having a similar conversation about that too with, you know, actually uh, uh, one of my team members. And and I think what's what's kind of contributing to that a lot too is kind of today's, um, I guess, culture of success and, and, and 
you know, uh, displaying and portraying success. It's like we're we feel like if if we're not if we're not uh, uh, publishing or if we're not displaying success, you know, all day every day highlights of success on social media, then it's like if we're not doing that, then we we shouldn't be doing anything at all. So as a result, we're, it's like we we're, we're afraid to you know, like you said, to do those imperfection actions or afraid to fail because we think that's that's just because we can't display that. If we can't display the failure, then there's no point of us even trying. And and I think that hurts, you know, hurts, you know, hurts our business and our industry. When, you know, especially with new agents coming in, it's like, you know what, but I have to no, you you need to go out there, try these different things. And if when you fail at it, you may have to try it again. Or if you fail at it, you fail so bad, then that may be not maybe it's not for you <laughs> and try the next thing. But I think the fact that we always want to show that, okay, we're successful, we always want to show all the the highlights of our lives and never the lowlights, then we're we don't even try those things that we we that may seem somewhat difficult or may seem not even that that won't that we won't necessarily be successful at it. So we don't even try. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I think that's that that adds adds on to it. Which ties back into creativity, right? So it's like Let's just use a gym meme example. It's like, oh, you put one out and no one likes it. No one comments on it. Oh, well, it doesn't work. Right. I've stopped doing it. You know, oh, like I did this one time. You plucked up right. all this courage and then it didn't work. And it's like, holy shit. Like, do you know, like, how much, like, not only us on the call, but everyone else that you probably look up to? has failed. Yeah. But I can tell you something. People don't remember the failures. Right. They don't. That's yeah. a great point. They don't. People don't now remember that SpaceX blew up three of their rockets before the fourth <laughs> one. They don't. Right. People don't remember that they f- failed, I forget how many times, to, launch, to land the boosters. People now know them as the first rocket company in history that's ever launched a rocket privately and la- landed the boosters for reuse. Yeah, no, yeah. no one remembers the three failures anymore. Right. Lost in billions. He lost his home. He rent, like did it all for the pursuit of his mission. And like that's an, an extreme example. The, the the truth of it is still there. It's like no one remembers that. Like especially on socials. Like let's be honest, guys. <laughs> with just us on this call, like right now, and like you, you know, people listening. I reckon you can relate. You've dropped a post, and you were like. You know, you've maybe dropped a comment about something and just no one. No one. Nobody is doing anything with it. And you're like, oh, my God. And, you know, and and, or you've dropped something and people have hated on it. Well, to be fair, what we're talking about won't necessarily, you know, fall into that category. Um, But, like, we didn't get here because we gave up after one. Right. Or a hundred. Like, and by the way, you learn fast. You really yeah. do get market feedback super quick. You know, inside as, long as you're paying attention and you're not flat out ignoring it, you're going to get right. it fast. Yeah. Right. I, I think, yeah, exactly. You know, you get market feedback, they give it to you. And then from that, you iterate and no, you know, if you're right first time, awesome. But on social media, this is an absolute guarantee. You can take this to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> You drop a post by the next day, maximum, no one's remembered it. 
Like, yeah. if, especially if it was a flop, no one remembers it in about five minutes, right? Oh, yeah. You know, but like, yeah. for example, I did a, a post, and to be fair, it's been my most successful one. It was, I think I got nearly 500 people commented on it. And I was like, and this was legitimately my first or second post, right? <laughs> that I'd gone in and I was, it was in a real estate group and I, I posted about something and something like 500 comments. And I was like, holy shit, this is, and then my instant thought was like, God, if it's like this every time, this is going to be insane. <laughs> and then it's like, that was it a hot hand fallacy where it's like, what you think is going to happen will continue to happen. I'm not even joking. My next post, which was like two days later, which was just on something different, but with the same theme, literally got zero. Yeah. Like actually <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, was saying, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've come back crashing into reality. Did I stop? No. I was like, okay, well, one, like I look at different stuff as well. Um, we're talking about posting very specifically here now, but it's like, you know, whether it's time of day. So for example, I've always found Sundays to be rubbish. Like I've just, I always find Sundays to be terrible. People just don't see they're out chilling with their families. They're doing whatever. Like yeah. I, I just don't find Sundays useful. Um, and you know, everyone's got different strategies on what they're posting, who they're posting to. Just look at your demographic, right? So you're a real estate agent, you're a broker, you want buyers. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're at, they're at work, most of them. So it's like, right. do you post during lunch hours when they're likely scrolling through their social media, right? To grab their attention. So you, are you posting at like 1, 1 p.m.? You know, things like that. Are you posting at like 7 p.m. when they've kind of sat down after work and they might be going right. to have some dinner, you know? you're not posting like Saturday at 3 a.m. You know, you're <laughs> posting at like logical times. It, you know, people severely underestimate the knowledge they have because they overcomplicate it. Yeah. Like most likely you at one point were your target market. If you're a real estate agent, you've probably bought a home or you've rented a home. So you knew how you went through that process and right. you now know how other people go through it. Right. You know what drew you to it? Yeah. Do more of that. Yeah. Look why you bought. Look who you went with. Why did you go with them? What creativity did they use to get your attention? Because I can right. I can guarantee there was some there was more than one person that you know, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you got connected <laughs> with one realtor and that was it. But it's it's unlikely in this day and age. Yeah. Well, and if it was bad, if it was a bad experience, well, how how would you make it better? How yeah. How would you and make it better? I mean, you know, when we were chatting, um I, I think it was with Robert on uh, you know, in fact we've spoken about it a bunch, but we were chatting with uh Robert on one of our initial podcasts and he was just like when I was a brand new agent, I had nothing. And he was like, I just went and built relationships with like suppliers and stuff to help people move. So my value was like with the external stuff that I could help with that made me stand out because I was new. I was willing to take those cuts. I was willing to, you know, and uh, go that extra mile to get those, you know, get those notches on my belt. Something I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure what you think about this, um, Joe, but I actually saw this the other day and I, I have pretty strong opinion about this with regards. Someone said they're a brand new agent and this person was wanting to list their home. And they really, really want the listing. I was like, okay. And they were like, but they want me to um, take a lower commission. And I was like, okay. And they were like, no. And I was like, well, what do you mean, no? 
And they're like, well, why would I do that? The commission's like 6%. I was like, they're like, yeah, other people don't do that. And I was like, those other people got a shitload of experience. Yeah. Have they got brands? Yeah. Okay. Are you a brand new agent? You got this opportunity? Yeah. Take a goddamn lower commission, right? Get r- rungs on your belt. And to be fair, experience. it's experience. Ooh. And it's like, I, you still got to do it. Like you want, you either want the deal or you don't. If you're not willing yeah. to drop a couple of percent or whatever to get your, those deals under the belt, you know, I, like what are you doing? We, we can talk I, about we can talk about creativity. That's exactly what I did on my first few deals to just get things going. And people are like, "Why would you do that?" I'm like, "Why wouldn't I do that?" Right. I was presented with an opportunity. I looked to capitalize on it. I've been able to move volume that a brand new agent is not able to do so, and I was able to think outside of the box. Yeah. That nine out of ten will not do because of the ego or the arrogance of this is what I want to do. Sure, would have six percent been nice? Hell yeah. But that wasn't a reality. But yeah, because yeah. of it, I pushed a million dollars of extra volume because I decided to take four instead of six. This is this is where, like, you know. Of course, the creativity is, you know, thinking strategically, of course, and even, you know, and the business part where it, like it ties in together. And and I see this, oh man, especially with, with a lot with new agents when it comes to this whole thing of listing agents and buying agent. And you have now I know, you know, the a lot of kind of the old traditional models and I blame, you know, a company. Uh, with the two letter names, I think it's K O W, for for doing that is just you know putting you know especially with new agents coming in. You know, I had a new agent coming in. Yeah, I just I just wanna I want to be a listing agent. Okay, that's that's great. You could be a listing agent in about five years or in about you know three to five years once you built you built yourself a business, but coming in, most most agents are going to be buyers agent. That's that's what it's going to be unless unless you just happen to be an agent that's your you're you're the only agent in your sphere of influence and all your sphere of influences are are homeowners looking to upgrade or downgrade, which is not in today's market. (laughs) Exactly. It's nowhere in the whole of North America right now. But I think there's one fast track. I'll counter you. And I think there is one fast track that if you are just I want to be listing, I think you've got to join a good team. I think okay. if you want to join a good team, a reputable team, you right. obviously split your commission, you got your broker split, so you are going to take a lot less. But right. then you can come in and let's say, you know, Peter's on your team and uh, like, well, he he's on Paul's team, number 64 agent, huge brand. Yeah. All of a sudden, right. Peter's getting listings. It's like, well, how can he do that with a brand new agent? He's taking less of a cut. He joined a team. He's not going out there as Peter Michael. He was going out there on part of Paul's team. Like, we do all this with this big brand. All of a sudden, okay, we're happy to work with you. Why? Because Peter's leveraging his team. This yes. is why joining good teams, good organizations, I agree. people who help you. So, like, you can become a listening agent right, right. away. But, but, but not on your own. Not <laughs> on your own. That will be <laughs> that was- seriously difficult. But you right. could do it right away if that is genuinely all you want. But also, you've got right. to think long term, right? I want to bring this up. You probably want to be a listing agent right now because everyone wants listings. 
and right. that's where the money is, right? Right. So Michael Reese, for those who don't know, he's Jay Kinder's partner, right? Michael Reese had, did in one year 365 listings himself in one year. Just let, let break in. He averaged one a day for a year. Why? He was part of a team, but he was the only listing agent on the team. The only one. So every single person that wanted to sell could only go through him. So all the transactions went under him. They were part of his team. That was, you know, I forget what year that was. It wasn't like crazy long ago, but it obviously wasn't 20 pandemic time where everyone, you know, listings are crazy. But he niched into listings like from way back way 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 back he was a listing agent and it was just his niche that he fell into why were all yeah. the other i think 10 people was it on his team all but just buyers yeah like so yeah. think long term too it's okay to be both but like don't just become a listing agent because you're like everyone wants listings now that's where the money is blah 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 six percent seven percent whatever you want it's like you gotta think again it's a business and you've got to think about long-term what yeah. you want this to look like. There is no point. For example, I think some of this, the kind of the worst business failures in, in a lot of ways, and it might not be financially that I've ever seen, are people who've built businesses on short-term, like short-term gratification and mm. realize that they are now stuck because they're now yeah. known for this. And, they, and then if they go back to square one, it's like all of a sudden – like what have they got? I mean, a, 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 like this is a, a made up example, but imagine you went to law school, become a lawyer because you're like, I want to make 300 grand a year. Awesome. But your real passion in life was to be a vet. All <laughs> of a sudden you get 10 years into your career, you've just done it at law school for, was it seven years or whatever it is. And then you're like, holy hell, I'm making all this money, but like, I'm mis- how can you go back? What are you going to do now? Go and get a veterinary degree? Like, <laughs> it's this. This is what I mean, though, isn't it? It's like right. short-term thinking. Will it really, really, really can impact your life? Like right. a lot of your life. It's not like a year thing. It's like you know. So I want to heed warning for everyone. It's like choose something that you long-term want to do. Now, I think another one that ties into a team with listings, right, is luxury. That's what I hear a ton. I'm not sure about you, Joe, but like I oh, want to yeah. get into selling million dollar condos because they get 25, 30, 40 grand checks from right. selling that condo, right? And they're like, right. I want to do that. And <laughs> I think that's awesome. Again, you, um, I don't want to say you're not going to be able to. The chances are very, very unlikely that you're going to be able to walk in as a new real estate agent and sell right. those, you know, go to Miami in Porsche Tower and sell the penthouse for 15 million. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> You know? Yeah, those there, there's there's a there's a process to that, you know, and to go back to, you know, your example with uh, the agent refusing to take, uh, I guess, a lower listing fee. I mean, in, I think, you know, in talking about business and, and real estate being a business is is understanding um, the value, you know, the value of a lead, the value of a prospect, the value of a deal, the value of a deal closed. It's it's. It's it's almost limitless because you list that property for 4% for that person. You don't know who they know. You don't know who's in their sphere. You don't know who's in their network. You could do that for them. And, you know, and you you have a talk with them. Hey, okay, this is, I do that for you. I don't usually do this, 
but I'm going to do it for you. But here's, okay, here's what I need from you. And, and you make a deal out of that deal. <laughs> this is exactly what happened to Peter on his deal. You got another deal from his deal, didn't exactly. you take a lower percentage? So right. Like, right. Three, three deals in one deal, essentially, right? That's and that's and that and and those are things that you know we need to understand coming into to this business that it's you know what you close a deal you know uh, I forgot who had it where uh, the value of you know I guess a prospect or a real estate deal was it's not just the the three three uh, three or two percent commission you get right now if you look at it long term five to ten years down the line that that could be that the value is, you know, in, you know, in the upper 50,000s because you don't, you don't know how many referrals are going to come from that deal. You don't know who that person know the same person you help, you know, maybe a, a year from now they need, they need to sell that home or they need to buy another home. So, you know, you have to take long term, long term, uh, in, in thanking this as a business. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Now, before you go, we're giving access to a private training we did where we revealed the top three niches to get listings today completely for free so if you want access you can go and download that training at eliteagentsecrets.com we're regularly releasing new trainings guides and cheat sheets so make sure to head over to eliteagentsecrets.com and sign up so you don't miss out